Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. We're going to continue on with our series Foundations. Our key phrase, let's say it together. The outcomes of our lives are determined by the foundations they're built upon. We'll do that once more, I think. (laughs) Come on, let's say it with some energy, some gusto. Are you ready? The outcomes of our lives are determined by the foundations they're built upon. Talking about foundations in this new series, and we're going to continue on today. Last week, we laid a foundation of unity. Those three words. Has anyone carried those three words into this week? Make us one. Make us one. Make us one with the Father. We sit before we walk. Make us one with others where we celebrate diversity and we arrest division. So much division in the world right now, but actually, uh, you, you know, make us one with others that we become one with them that they may see Christ in us. Thank you for everyone's messages, emails, some amazing feedback and stories coming this week. All right, well, we're going to lay another foundation for 2022, and it's the story of Moses leading the children of Israel out of slavery. And um, I'm going to ask Katie Cooper to come up in just a moment and read this for us to save my voice. And has ever anyone ever dreamt about going into a time capsule? Just me. A couple of us on the front here. If I could go into a time capsule, I would go back in time to where two million Israelites stood on the shores of the Red Sea and Moses puts out his rod and miraculously the sea departs. Who thinks that would be a pretty cool place to start with your time capsule? And the story of the parting of the Red Sea is probably one of the most miraculous stories in history. Pharaoh and the Egyptian army are pursuing two million Israelites. This is the most impossible situation imaginable. A genocide was about to take place of the magnitude of the proportion that the world had never seen before. It is the only miracle in scripture that directly affected millions of people and indirectly affected hundreds of millions of people in days to come. I'm going to ask Katie to come up. We're going to stand. Is that okay? We're going to stand and read the word from Exodus chapter 14, verse 10. And uh, let's read it. Katie's going to read it and let's follow along. It's a little bit more than normal, but I'm okay with that. Who knows it's good to read the gospel? It's good to read the scriptures. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and saw them, Egyptians, coming at them. They were totally afraid. They cried out in terror to God. They told Moses, weren't the cemeteries large enough in Egypt so that you had to take us out here in the wilderness to die? What have you done to us, taking us out of Egypt? Back in Egypt, didn't we tell you this would happen? Didn't we tell you, leave us alone here in Egypt. We're better off as slaves in Egypt than as corpses in the wilderness. 
Moses spoke to the people, don't be afraid, stand firm and watch God do his work of salvation for you today. Take a good look at the Egyptians today, for you're never going to see them again. God will fight the battle for you. And you, keep your mouths shut. God said to Moses, hold your staff high and stretch your hand out over the sea. Split the sea. The Israelites will walk through the sea on dry ground. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And God, with a terrific east wind, all night long made the sea go back. He made the sea dry ground. The sea waters split. The Israelites Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground, with the waters a wall to the right and to the left. The Egyptians came after them in full pursuit. Every horse and chariot and driver of Pharaoh racing into the middle of the sea. God said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea and the waters will come back over the Egyptians, over their chariots, over their horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand out over the sea. The waters returned, drowning the chariots and riders of Pharaoh's army that had chased after Israel into the sea. Not one of them survived. God delivered Israel that day from the oppression of the Egyptians. Thank you, Katie. And Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, even as we read that, we're encouraged by what you can do in what seemed to be an impossible situation. Lord, speak to us today. Amen. All right. You can take your seats for now. It's a little bit of marathon training, up and down, up and down. This story is a story that many of us probably cannot identify with geographically, definitely not historically, but I think symbolically we can all um, find some common ground. You see, at some point in 2022, we will all stand in front of what could be a Red Sea. Notice it was a Red Sea, not a Green Sea. What does red mean? Red means stop. Red means danger. Red means you cannot move forward. Many of you are facing some red seas in your life at the moment where the traffic light is red and you can't seem to take ground. But God's about to put some faith back into 2022. Some of you have never had faith before. I believe today is the start of finding faith. Some of you had faith, and it's gone into what I'm calling reverse faith, which is fear. And you're going to refine your faith today. And, you know, COVID has turned believing believers into unbelieving believers. The last two years has revealed what's really going on inside of all of us. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, Paul's speaking, and he describes what faith is. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. There's one word that jumps out of me there, and it's the word substance. It's broken down into two words. Sub, stance. Sub is what I'm going to call our foundation. It is what is underneath our stance. It is what we are standing upon. And what I'm standing on in life determines my stance. 
If I am standing on fear, I will experience anxiety. If I am standing on faith, I will experience hope, the Bible talks about. If I'm standing on what the media says, social media says, people say, I will feel and live anxious. Whenever someone comes to me and says they are struggling with anxiety, the first thing I'm asking is this, what is their sub? Because your sub determines your stance. Faith is the substance. And I'm determined as a church in 2022, like never before, we are going to stand. This will be our bedrock. This is the truth. The truth will bring people into freedom. This is the sub. This is the foundation we will build our year on. And I want to encourage you, if you've got a business, a family, a marriage, relationship, that what is your sub? <coughs> Why? Because faith produces hope. And Moses has this challenge in front of him. Two million Israelites, the Egyptians chasing them behind them, the army and the Red Sea in front of them. I don't know about you, but that is an impossible situation. And like the Israelites in this story, we're all standing on one of four foundations today. There are four foundations, and these are the four foundations on this table. Hopefully you'll be able to see them online. And I'm going to ask the host team to hand out these little cards. If you're online, if you just drop us a note, we can PDF these over to you. And these are called Foundations of Faith. I want to talk this morning, a message called Foundation of Faith. Foundation of Faith. The host team is going to pass these out. And there are four boxes, four foundations that we can stand upon if you need a pen as well, or you can fill it in when you get home, you can uh, think about some of these thoughts that I'm going to unpack over these next few moments. But the first foundation is the foundation that God can't. I'm going to call it the foundation of unbelief. God can't. If I was probably one of the children of Israel, I could have well fallen into this category of God can't. Period. The Red Sea was 138 miles wide, and the Egyptian army was hundreds of thousands of military men behind them. Who would agree that good God, God can't if you're in that situation? These weren't trained soldiers. They'd been murdered. They'd been tortured. They'd been enslaved. They'd been humiliated for generations, and God can't. Would this be their final humiliation? In fact, would this be the annihilation of the Jewish race? This is how they responded to Moses. It says they cried out to God in terror. Weren't the cemeteries large enough in Egypt that you brought us out here in the wilderness to die? What have you done to us? What they're talking about is this. God can't. God can't. God had miraculously delivered them from Pharaoh through the ten plagues. And now they're questioning God. They're saying, what have you done to us? But just like the Israelites, we're all guilty of this from time to time. And this is our first question today. What have you put in the box? God can't. God can't. The box of... Impossible. 
God can't heal me because it's been too long. God can't fix my relationship with my dad because the, the relationship's been broken down for, for 10, 20 years. God can't sell my house. God can't find me a husband. I'm too old. God can't restore my confidence. It's been beaten too much. God can't understand my pain. God can't understand my disappointment. And we go through life and what's set out as believing believers, we become unbelieving believers and suddenly what God used to be, we can't even trust God to heal a common cold. God can't. God can't. And by the way, we would never actually verbalize it. You'd never in a conversation, well, God can't do that. We, we wouldn't spiritually be up for that. But we would say it to ourselves. In fact, some of us have written so many situations off in our life, God can't, you haven't a dream God gave you when you were young. But because the dream hasn't happened, you just put it in the God can't box. And there are thousands and thousands of miracles waiting to happen in this church. And God is desperate to get out of this box. And it's called God can't. And some of you have been standing on this box. This has been your sub. And your stance is fear. Your stance is anxiety. Because whenever you're standing on the wrong foundation, when the storms and the winds and the challenges of life come, you're going to fall. <clears throat> and God gets put in this box, and it's a box he is screaming, get me out of. But you are right. There are a few things that God can't do. In fact, there are five things in scriptures that God says he cannot do. Are you ready? Write these down. Number one is this. He cannot lie. He can't lie. It says in Psalm 89, 34, My covenant, which is his promises, I will not break, nor the world, nor the word, his scriptures that has gone out of my lips. There are 6,000 promises in the word of God, and he cannot break one of them. He cannot break one of them. So God, you're right. God can't. He just cannot lie. If he's given you a promise, it will come to pass. Second thing that God cannot do is this. God cannot get tired. He doesn't nod off. He doesn't need a break. He doesn't need a cat nap. He doesn't need a siesta for all my Hispanic friends. Isaiah 40, 28 says, The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. How cool is that? He can't get tired. I love this one. The third thing that God can't do is he can't stop thinking of you. Psalm 139 says, How precious also are your thoughts towards me. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in the number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. David's saying, when I'm awake, you're still awake. God doesn't go to sleep. You are always on his mind. There are approximately 8 billion people on planet Earth right now. And right now, God is thinking about you, Colin. He, you are on his mind how much he loves you and treasures you. He, he knows your thoughts. He knows everything. But at the same time, Ross, he's thinking about you. So he's thinking about Colin, but he's also thinking about how much and a treasure and a special creation you are. How precious are his thoughts towards us. 
He can't stop thinking about it. The fourth thing he can't do is he can't stop loving you. He can't stop loving you. Jeremiah 31 says, yes, I have loved you with an, a temporal love. No, 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 with an everlasting love. Human love can be temporary. Some of you have been let down in marriage. You've been let down in a relationship. What you thought was everlasting came to an end. It was a, it was a full stop. But God's love is eternal. God's love is never-ending. He can't stop loving you, even when you get it wrong, even when you mess it up. You don't fall out of love, you fall into his love. His love towards you is never-ending. He can't stop loving you. And this is my favorite one of your allowed favorites. This is the fifth thing and the only final thing God can't do. You ready? He can't remember your sin. Oh, how good is that? Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I, he who blots out your transgressions, your sin for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Some of you, you keep bringing it up again and you keep saying, God, will you forgive me? He's like, will you just shut up? I'll come on to that because it's scriptural. You just got to stop remembering what God has forgotten. Could we, would we love to change some of the memories, the mistakes, the sins? Yes, but God wants to remind you today, he has removed your sin as far as the east is from the west. So the only five things that should be in this box are those five things. The rest, we're going to take them out. And the second foundation we can build our lives upon from this story, in fact, before we do that, I want you to write, if you feel comfortable, you can do it at home or you can leave this little card in your front of your fridge or um, in your Bible, wherever you, wherever you want to keep it. But I want you to write down something right now that's in your God can't box. Because we all have one thing, at least one thing, something significant that you've almost just gone... God can't, God can't heal me. God can't, God can't reach my mum. God can't get me a holiday. Whatever, whatever your God can't moment is, your God can't, and there's going to be hundreds of different God can'ts in this room. But unless it falls in line with one of those five, here's the good news, he can. And the second box, the second foundation, the second sub that we can stand on is God can. God can, it's the... The first one is the foundation of unbelief. I'm going to call this the foundation of misbelief. Misbelief. Let me explain. This is where our belief system shifts from unbelief to a level of belief. But a level of belief is still misbelief. We open the door to faith, but we still leave the door to fear ajar in our lives. There are two words that I continually have to shake off my shoulder. If you've ever heard me talk before, I talk about a little parrot that stays with me. <clears throat> I have to deal with on a daily basis. He's called Percy. Now, the reason I call him Percy is another name for the devil. And he lives on my shoulder. And every day I have to make a decision to get him off. Because Percy whispers the same two words to me he probably whispers to you most days. Are you ready? 
what if. You ever had Percy on your shoulder? You're about to do something. You're about to book a flight. What if? What if the family get? What if? What if? And we live in this world now where we can't move forward because Percy is constantly trying. He's pecking at our ear and he's saying, what if? What if? This is what the Egyptians said. They said, we're better off as slaves in Egypt than corpses in the wilderness. What if God doesn't come through? They're basically saying, God, if you don't come through, we're going to be a corpse. (coughs) If you're writing notes, write this down. This is something that God showed me, that many of us have faith talk with a fear edge. Faith talk with a fear edge. Should be a good day today, but we love the but. Should have a good holiday, but we were telling some people that we, we were going away for, for New Year and they gave us 101 things that were going to happen to us. And at the end they said, well, hope everything goes okay. Are you a friend or what? Well, we know all the risks. We know all the... People just love to bring you a negative talk. Faith talk with a fear edge. As Christians, we've got to live by a higher standard. We've got to bring faith talk to the table with a faith edge. Because if not, it's, it's, it's misbelief. I was in Dallas, Texas a few years ago, and just after we'd announced that uh, we are going to be rebuilding or starting to build our new church and... You know, we went over there and I was at Pastor Robert Morris's church, Gateway Church, a phenomenal church, $100 million church. Incredible, four and a half, five thousand seaters and just state-of-the-art facility and uh, just blown away, got a tour and seen all their kids' facility. It was like, honestly, it was like Disneyland in church. <laughs> and the kids were like dragging their parents, you've got to come. And uh, this, is what, this is what God dealt with me in that moment is that often we say this, God can for others, but not for me. So we're happy to pray for someone else for their miracle. We're happy to see someone else get blessed. We're happy, but God, you can for them, but I'm I'm not good enough. We're not good enough in Norwich. You can do it then. God spoke to me, said, John, you need to change your language. Because the same God that lives in Dallas is exactly the same God who lives in Norwich. I don't have favorite cities. I don't have favorite pastors. I don't have favorite people. Here's the thing. The only thing that's different is expectation. And some of us, we put ourselves in the God can box, but it's this. God can for someone else, but he can't for me. God can bless them, God can use them, God can take them, but God, you could never do it for little old me from Tavram. And as Brits, and I'm a Brit so I can say this, we're so good at pulling ourselves down. But it's time, this is the year to arise. This is the year to change how we see ourselves. 
You can see yourself as a grasshopper or you can see yourself as a giant. And we're taking territory this year. We're going to places we've never been before. And it's not just God can't or God can. It is God will. The third foundation, the third sub that we stand upon is God will. God will. It's where our confession changes from what he possibly could do. And we leave the door open to fear and excuses to God with no uncertainty certainty. I am trusting you and I am believing that God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. This is where your talk and your confession begins to change. I'm preaching a whole lot better than you're responding out there. Come on the middle, you've gone quiet on me. I'll try again, the middle's gone quiet on me. Hey. Come on, we're a holler back kind of church. Come on, we need a little bit more life and energy in the room. We're not going to allow the can and the can to get inside of the church. This is a faith-filled church. Our sub is faith. We stand on faith. We stand on the Word of God. We stand on the promises of God. They are yes and amen. Someone needs to get excited today. Someone needs to shrug off fear. Someone needs to shrug off anxiety. Come on, this is a new year. Come on, begin to praise Him. Exalt His name. Come on, let's stop being British today and put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. They haven't got it at the back yet. They're getting it. Come on. It's a new year. If you want the same results as last year, act the same way as you did last year. But I'm going in to stand. My sub is faith. My stance is hope. My stance is confidence this year. God will. God is waiting to get out of the can't box. And he's waiting to get out of the can box. We've got to kick the can. Number three, you ready? Misbelief. Unbelief, sorry. Misbelief in the third foundation is God will. God will. Belief. God is saying today, he not only can, but he will. I love what it says in verse 14 of this story. Ready for this? It says, but God, God will fight the battle for you. This is tough going, by the way, the next bit. And he says, and you, keep your mouth shut. That's not me, by the way. God said to Moses, hold your staff, your rod. Stretch out your hand over the Red Sea, and it will split. And what's the second time again? The Israelites will. This is fighting talk. This is fighting talk. Two promises for 2022. If you're writing these down, note this. Are you ready? God will walk with you and God will fight for you. Two promises from this chapter. God will walk with you, companionship, and God will fight for you. He says, the Israelites, well, what do we do? Shut up. He says, you shut up. I'll be there as your comfort and your companion and I'll fight for you. 
Some of us have got the wrong companions and we're fighting the wrong battles. We don't have to fight number 10, guys. We've just got to shut up. I need to get my right. No, 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 no. The Bible says, zip it. Stand and see what God will do. I'm a leader, natural born leader. And if I'd have been there that day, I'd have been like, oh, come on, guys, why, why don't we get together and group and turn? And let's fight these Egyptians, these scumbags. That'd have been me. Anyone join me? Like, come on, let's, let's, let's get together. Let's take them on. Come on, let's get together. We'll put some shells on some sticks and go after them. Well, I don't know what else you're going to find at a beach to fight with. And Moses is saying, shut up. Be quiet. I will walk with you and I will fight for you. Wow. Does that mean that God's going to walk with me every step of 2022? Yes. Every time a challenge and a problem, he's going to fight for me, which means I can stop fighting and start resting, which comes back to last week. Sit before you walk. This, this principle in Scripture where we rest in the finished work of Christ. He's going to fight your battles far better than you can. We've got a faith gap for the new building. Richard and I, we meet and Susie most weeks and I think we've got to be smart, we've got to be wise, but it's also like God's, God's got this. God's got this. He's going to be with us and He's going to fight for us. Be with us, fight for us. Be with us, fight for us. What's my job? Shut up and trust Him. Turn to the person next to you and say, shut up. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Even though I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil. I love what David said. He says, I will. He says, it wasn't, I might. He says, I will. Why can he do that? Because his rod and his staff is comforting him. He's right beside him. He says, I'm going to fight for you. He's my companion and he's my deliverer. People attack us as a church. What have we got to do? Shut up. People attack you. What do you got to do? Shut up because he's walking with you and he is fighting for you. They'll fall on their own swords eventually. That's what happened with the Egyptians. It says not one of them remained. Every person attacking the church, every person attacking leadership, every person attacking your marriage, every person attacking you will fall. If you shut up, Unless it's faith-filled, you've got to shut it. Only thing coming out of our mouths this year has got to be God's will. How do I know that I've shifted from God can to God will because my language changes? You see, words position faith. Words activate faith. Words release faith. 
Got to start declaring, not God can turn my marriage around or God can turn my situation around. God will. Philippians 4.19, my God will supply my needs. John 11.32, even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Romans 16.20, and the God of peace will crush the enemy under your feet. Philippians 4.9, the God of peace will be with you. Come on, is there anyone out there today who's going to declare with me, God will, God will over my family, God will over my business, God will over my situation, God will over my chest, God will over every area of your life. Come on, your can needs to become God will. Come on, let's declare it out. Hallelujah. card what God will do this year and nothing is off limits come on get some faith Percy's going to be on your shoulder right now saying don't don't, no no not 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 that who's believing for healing this year God will God will I'm believing this is the year for miracles breakthroughs supernatural God will It's not God can't. It's not even God can. God will. You see, when you start saying God will, you get expectation because you've like, I've said it. Now you're going to deliver it. God will see our building debt free. God will. God will. Of course he can. But he will. So your words position your faith. Your words attract God's presence. Your words attract people to you. Some of you are wondering why you haven't got any friends. You've got to change your language. So your words attract your friends. Your words attract your relationships. Your words attract your future spouse. I could preach all day, but I need to stop. Number four, the fourth foundation is this. God did. We look back and we realize what's just taken place and what's just happened. We went on a journey like the Israelites. It started with, God, you couldn't possibly save a nation at the Red Sea. But you see, God will create a green light at the Red Sea. God's about to open some doors. God's about to do some things. God's about to activate some things. And he's saying, I'm ready, but this is down to you now. God will. And we look back and it says in verse 29, it says, God delivered Israel that day from the oppression of the Egyptians. And by the way, the miracle that God does isn't actually for our benefit, it's for His glory. So when you are healed, it's for His glory. So we can brag on God. So we can make Him famous. So we can give Him glory. This isn't so you can feel better. It's so we can give Him glory. And in that, you will feel better. I'm expecting 2022 to be full, Stuart. Chantel, I'm expecting this box to be overflowing with what God did. And I want you to leave that box empty. I want you to leave that box empty. Because at some point, you're going to be asking your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend to find you a pen and say, hey, guess what? What started off as God can't, 
I need to fill this in. Because it went to God can, well, ooh, maybe. And then we start confessing that God will. And suddenly the Bible says Moses stretched out his rod and the Red Sea departed. Suddenly there was a passage through what seemed to be an impossible. And suddenly we begin to thank God and give him glory. I want you to expect God did moments in 2022. You should wake up tomorrow and say, God, I am expecting a God did encounter with you. If you can do it for Moses and two million Israelites, you can do it for me right here. You wrote my story. You are right in the middle. Hallelujah. Come on, sing it out. Hallelujah. Just remain standing. Ten lepers were healed, but only one recognized what God did. Don't fly past your miracle too quick. Don't get out of 2021 too quick because God did some things last year that we need to recognize. I'm looking out over this church today. It is packed. It's packed. The 8.30 is the busiest it's ever been. This is a God did moment. What is happening here? Just, 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 Just soak this in. Two years ago, we were about to go in a lockdown and none of us quite knew what was about to happen. Look what God did. Has it been choppy? Has it been hard? Has there been pain? Yes. But look what God did. Look what God's done through the Soul Foundation. Look what God's done through the church. The church has never been stronger. The church is fighting back. The church of the living God is alive. Salvation is coming to the city. Salvation is coming to our house. Come on, one more time. God did it. Question is, what will be your sub for your stance in 2022? I'm choosing faith. I'm choosing faith. I'm choosing the sure foundation of God's word, God's promises. Because he can't lie. We've seen recently that significant people can lie. Governments can lie. People can lie. But God cannot lie. So that is my foundation. That's my foundation. That's the foundation of this church. It's the word of God. I wonder if you've ever made a decision to put Christ as the sure foundation in your life. And many of you today, you've, you're a follower of Christ. And even when the, the winds and the storms come, it's been difficult, but you've had that foundation to cling on. You've had that sure hope. Maybe a friend brought you here today. Maybe you're online. Maybe you just walked in because you saw a billboard and you're thinking, quite understand all this but maybe I'm standing on the wrong sub it's affected my stance today you can have faith in Jesus God loves you my friend as I said today he wants a relationship with you he wants to forgive you give you a brand new start give you life meaning give it purpose give you a foundation to stand on every day. 
Being a Christian doesn't make life probably any easier. It just means you've got someone to walk with you and fight for you. That's really the basics. Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. When you wake up, he's thinking about you. And when you go to sleep, he's thinking about you. You say, how does it all work? To be honest, I'm not quite sure, but it does. I'm not quite sure how electricity works, but it seems to. God's like electricity. You, you can't see it, but you see the effects of it. You've got to be willing to press the button. Today, many of you, you can press that button. But God is the foundation of your life. Maybe you once walked with God. Maybe you've, things have happened. Maybe during lockdown and you find yourself separated and distanced and you've come back today, but you want to feel his love again. You can do that. And, but ask everyone just a moment of privacy just to close your eyes. Say, that's me. <clears throat> Receive Jesus as my foundation. Feel his love and his forgiveness. When I get to three, just slip up your hand all over this room. One, he loves you, friend. Two, just have the courage to respond to him. Three, just slip up nice and high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Beautiful. You know what else? Online, if that's you, just put a little emoji, a little hand wave in there. God bless you. Amazing. You can put your hands down and we're going to say this prayer together. It's going to come up on the screen. In fact, we're all going to say it out loud. It's a prayer that connects us to the Father through Jesus. And even if you're at home, why don't you repeat this together? Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me to forgive all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me and by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and live for you. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank everyone who said that prayer. Thank you. You said that prayer online. I'd love you just to write in the, in the chat, I have decided, or drop us a, an email or scan the code on the screen. But if you're in the room today, lifted up your hand, or maybe you didn't lift up your hand, but you responded to that prayer. You said, hey, yeah, I really want to discover more. I've got a gift for you. It's a Bible. It's a modern day translation of scripture. And the team are going to be outside in the atrium. Just make sure you go and say hi. We also have a, a, a big wall outside. It's called Jesus's life. And we celebrate this moment and uh, give you a little light bulb and screw it in because this is the moment your life went from darkness to glorious light. And literally hundreds and hundreds of people have done this before. So we'll be cheering you on as you do that. But I really want to encourage you this week. God will. God will. Every week I try and give you a couple of little words to remember. But your words for this week is simply two words. God will. And when Percy comes, shut up. God will. And some of you, you want to open your mouth and say God can't or God... God will walk with you. God will fight for you this week. Fantastic. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com 
so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope to see you again soon. God bless.